Hi, I'm Denzel Desaw, one of the founders of People Connect, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host, it's Paul Kemp. And I, what I do is I go around and find the best co-founders, the best CEOs to help inspire us with our journeys. And today is a really interesting episode because I do have the co-founder and CEO of Shouter Labs. His name is Sebastian Winkler, and he is... Uh, I probably actually messed that up, Sebastian. Is that how you say your surname, Wink- Winkler? Yeah, that's perfectly correct. Yeah, Winkler, that's how you pronounce <laughs> okay. it. So. But no worries about it. I mean, if you just call me Basti, that's fine. Wonderful. Um, so uh, he likes to be known to his friends uh, as Basti, and so we're all his friends here. And uh, uh, I just, I'm really interested in getting into your journey because Shelter Labs, you, you just, in the pre-chat, we spoke very briefly about the fact that you are a Berlin-based tech startup and you have had a really interesting journey and in branching out into lots of different things. So perhaps you could start by just telling us a little bit about yourself in a few minutes and Shelter Labs. Sure, I can do this. So, um, well, as you already stated, yeah, my name is Sebastian Winkler. Um, I'm originally from Berlin and I studied computer science at Humboldt University and uh, finished this like, I don't know, like four years, three years ago. And uh, back in the days, like uh, three years ago, we had the idea of how it's possible to change data between a lot of devices in the same room. So we just came from an exhibition and it was about like um, a founder's exhibition, how to start your own company, your own business. We were like super frustrated after this event, uh, just came home and, and thought like, okay, what can we do now? This uh, wasn't really helpful. And then we had the issue, there was an image on one of our devices and like, okay, come everybody come to my device, uh, take a look on my screen and um, I can share the information with you. And then we thought well, there must be an easier way to do so. And uh, back in the days, it was like, okay, we could either uh, send it via Bluetooth, which is always cumbersome uh, with the pairing and sending it one-to-one. We could send it via email, but I didn't have uh, every email of uh, the persons in the room or any other messenger, but there you have always the issue that not everybody is in the same messenger. So, and we thought about it, and uh, the three founders, so Benjamin and um, Christian and me, uh, we all studied computer science, and we thought about it, and like, there must be an easy way to do so. And then we came up with the idea of Shouter, which is basically uh, um, establishing a Wi-Fi hotspot on a device, and establishing then a peer-to-peer network, um, and distributing data from one device to others. So, we started doing this, like a really quick prototype within like two weeks, and then we figured out, hey, wait, we need some money to do so. Otherwise, uh, we can't afford uh, working on this full time. And we applied for a scholarship. So this is a scholarship by the German government. Um, it gives you around 100K for one year. And from there on, we started to found the company. And back then, it was still named Chowder, like the application itself. And we've been developing like for eight, nine, ten months the whole application and uh, like made it almost feature complete. But back then we didn't have any idea of lean startup and stuff. So 
uh, well, we did some mistakes in the beginning, like as I already stated, like trying to get like this engineering approach of making it future complete, future complete. So, but after eight nine months, we came to a version which we thought like this is releasable and released it on the App Store. And uh, at the same time, we applied for Startup Bootcamp, which is a small accelerator in Berlin and uh, got some other places in, uh, in London and Amsterdam as well and Copenhagen. And we were accepted to be part of the accelerator. It was last year. And uh, we took those three months and uh, built up our network, uh, learned a lot of uh, fundraising and not fundraising and to get to know to a lot of interesting people who connected us to the rest of the world. Because uh, the Shouter app basically provide, uh, well, established a network, as I mentioned before, and can provide you with information, but without being hooked up to the internet. So it completely, it would even work on the moon. So when he Plans came on up, the moon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, every, everywhere it works basically. So, and then he came up with the idea and said, like, oh, he needs something for this building. And then we thought, like, well, we had this idea like three years ago, and from there on, we started to develop some um, hardware as well. This has been now like from March till now, so we are now ready with um, the shadow box. And this is a combination of so, uh, soft and hardware. And basically, to sum it up, it works as a kind of a router. Uh, you place in a building, it spends like um, a whole area of, of, of Wi-Fi coverage. And when you're close to an object, for instance, you get an instant web app from this shouter box to your phone, and this can contain HD videos. So basically like big data, which um, you can't get off the, the internet immediately. So that's the whole journey as of today. And well, this, we, this is amazing, Sebastian. And, and I'm going to help the audience now sure. understand uh, the technology a little bit more because to follow you I think we need to uh, I think this is so innovative that we need to try and understand what it is you're actually doing so uh, if you're listening to this and you are uh, in, intrigued I think you need to go to the app store and search for Shouter uh, that's uh, S-H-O-U-T-R Shouter uh, you know like every every really interesting innovative company has a unique way to spell stuff so <laughs> <laughs> well to be honest it worked like, for google names were, were already been taken <laughs> yeah that's the thing isn't it uh, so uh, have a play with that then come back to the recording because then i think you'll you'll get a lot more from this and uh, in terms of then what you're doing is that uh, there's a long running theme in this show you are episode 153 and and throughout this entire series and uh, for all those listening you've you've been obviously enriched by all these different startup founders one of the longest running themes is so solving a problem and successful people seem to focus very much on the uh, a problem and trying to solve it and that, that's what i took from your first initial discussion is that you uh, found a problem where you get a group of people and they can't share quite easily their images, their files, uh, and you're, you're doing that through a unique way and not through email, not through all the traditional messaging people, and, but through your technology. And so, so if I understand it, then the, the, the technology is like a hardware within the, uh, what, the conference or the room where people then can just what um, go on with their Wi-Fi and just instantly share with the rest of the people in the room who are connected. Let me let me go uh, one step back um, according to or let me go back to the shouter idea. So back then there was no hardware needed except your own device. So that there was a clue about it. So we thought like okay within those uh, so in those devices you have already the Wi-Fi antenna, the Bluetooth chip, whatever. It's already been built in there. So we thought. Like this is a software approach. Um, 
why not taking the existing hardware everybody cares, carries around in their pocket and build something new, like a new network. So this is what, uh, what Shouter stands for, because so, you ever already got your device with you. And now we just, um, how do you say, we, we added another piece of hardware so that people um, beforehand can upload stuff to the box and then distribute it. But actually it's the same kind of use case or scenario um, except you don't have it on, uh, in your pocket anymore but you have like a huge uh, box which can serve uh, way more clients at the same time so to say okay so you know could, uh, may, uh, you may have come across an app called bump yeah yeah sure, and sure. I mean, bump and hocker and bump was recently bought by google and hocker was bought by a german company um, that's kind of that's, all those have like kind of interesting approaches but they have all the same issue that the um, share information. So let's say the two of us, we meet in person yes. and you have some information you want to give to me. Then for us, there was no need in like sending this information to any server standing maybe in Australia or the US and then sending it back to me even though we were just like two feet away. So <laughs> yeah. that, was, that, was, that was the initial idea. So because we why so and that's why and bump and hocker are like doing the same approach but they're sending all the stuff via the internet uh, grabbing the metadata data and then sending it back to the person who's literally like like two meters away from you so, so are we more online if we say something like airdrop that's uh, yeah airdrop yeah that's that's the perfect uh, uh, the the uh, the apple approach of shouter yeah yeah so so basically <laughs> what you're saying is apple have had a little look at what shouter's doing and then what they call sherlocked you which is they <laughs> come out with something similar yeah maybe you, you never know i mean we tried to sell this thingy to google and approach them and said like hey you need something like uh, apple has but then uh, actually we never obviously met the right people at google but um, i can give you like some some more insight about in, um, apple versus shouter yes please um, yes because i mean you know we're, we're obviously very keen to understand your take on it you're so innovative so what, what's the, the difference between shouter and, and apple's airdrop mm. Basically, there is no difference um, except Shouter technology doesn't run on iOS due to their policies. <laughs> so, because uh, somewhere in their policies they say uh, we we may forbid uh, technology or software solutions um, which cover uh, which which copy our technology. So that's why there are no real um, other email clients and stuff, and there is no other AirDrop. So, and Shouter would be the perfect airdrop. And Shouter would have been like cross um, compatible. So, you could have sent stuff from iOS to Android, but that's obviously a way Apple doesn't want. So, ah, those, no, those guys at Apple are. <laughs> so that's the thing. Well, with, I'm, I'm, I don't want to want to bitch around, but I'm just saying that would have been a super nice uh, software for them. But, anyway, so. That, that's okay because I've had a lot of, a lot of rejections from Apple on, from various apps. So, uh, I've, I've felt the, the good side of Apple. Apple and you know, I've, I carry all their devices, but I've also felt the uh, monopoly side of their ecosystem and the fact that they're very protective and that they they take thirty percent of everything that you do on the App Store and all these things. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, there's a double edged sword to to, to to working and you know being with Apple. That's true. I mean, back in the days, we just we had another Android developing uh, company before, and that's why it was super obvious for us to start with Android because you just upload an application, and it's been there, like been been distributed within minutes, and everybody worldwide can access. So that was like uh, one of our reasons why we started with Android. And uh, just to give you one more insight, 
we do some hacky things on the Android uh, side, uh, which is obvious. Otherwise, uh, such technology wouldn't work. Like it's, um, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, some tricky parts, and Apple wouldn't allow you to do either. I mean, technically, we would be able to do Shouter on iOS, but then you either need how you call it on the Apple word a rooted device. No, uh, uh, yeah, you know where this is heading. Yeah, the uh, work device. Yeah, uh, in fact, uh, I, I'm reminded of a chat that I had with Mike McCallowitz, who's the author of uh, Profits First and the, the Toilet Paper Entrepreneur. And he, he reminded me of that sometimes to be really, really innovative, that we do have to do things that break the policies of, of uh, Apple. Uh, you know some of the big monopolies, and you know, because they, they are they are becoming so restrictive with their guidelines in a way, so that it is stifling uh, uh, entrepreneurialism or innovation to some extent. Is that is that a fair comment? Uh, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I could uh, could how you say it? I could sign this. I could I could uh, I, I agree with you. So on this one. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so nope. uh, I guess then the a problem that you were solving is that in summary. Uh, and for all the apps to try listening to this, uh, this is my take on it, is that the, it seems ludicrous. If I was like from space and I came down and I said, I, I'm standing two feet away from this individual. I would like to share something to their device. And that sharing process goes off to Sydney or to Singapore or to, and then basically comes back you know, to the person standing two feet away from me. It would seem a, a really silly way of uh, sharing. And so you've overcome that by sharing device to device uh, or through um, the Shouter uh, standalone device, which then can share to multiple people. You named it, it's like a device-to-device -device technology. I mean, if it would be instant, so through like a super fast internet, whatever, I mean, I wouldn't really care because then if I send a video, an HD video with like 50 meg uh, to, to someone standing next to me and he got it like, and he can stream it instantly, that would be fine, but it just doesn't work. And um, the the file sharing, just to, to go back like two years ago, um, was only one idea we had and then it was like the NSA uh, scandal uh, somehow yes. and we somehow invented a technology with, which made it possible for you to communicate with people within a certain range but anonymously so there is no way that someone can track that you are either sharing information this may be a file or a video or even a text just simple text so let's meet there and there and then like you just for a demonstration it would be basically perfect where everybody is like spying on your telecommunication you can have a tool to to uh, chat anonymously yeah, obviously, so that was, uh, obviously that's really important in germany because everyone seems to be spying on germany so uh. <laughs> <laughs> well they're also spying on you but uh, yeah I yeah and, and, and so i was actually before you mentioned the nsa i was thinking about security because uh, you know we are now it's become you know in the public uh, limelight in a way and uh, we're very aware that when we send email or uh, share on all the social media networks it, it basically is going through uh, potential you know security checks and people uh, checking your email i've just literally logged on to linkedin and linkedin have told me they've deleted a, an email coming to me because they didn't like the content so you know that is you're just not sure about who who's reading what and if you do have you know like a legitimate reason to share something like for instance confidentiality or an idea that you want to share with an individual that you don't want others to know about then it seems your solution is 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 a sensible approach you know to share locally 
Thank you. I mean, that, that was the idea behind, but we try to, or we even try to sell it to, let's say, a lawyer, which um, he's like talking to a client and he doesn't want to have the information spread somewhere or like send via Gmail, whatever. So we try to, well, that is a perfect approach. You both meet somewhere, you, you do you change data on your devices and no one uh, knows who's the source. Same with um, um, how, you, how you call them, report, uh, people who go uh, working for the newspapers, whatever. Um, they get some sensible sources. They would, don't want to um, exploit, so we try to give them our technology, and some still use it today. But it's like it's a minority; it's a super, super small percentage of people using Shouter. I mean, in the, in the total, it's like um, all the Shouter technology apps have like almost one hundred thousand downloads, uh, downloads, which is pretty cool, and all like on an organic growth. But still, it doesn't help us to make a living. So, <laughs> oh, so that, let's let's talk about that. You sound like you've been very. Uh, open and, and uh, genuine with your journey and so many people listening to this right now uh, are in the same position maybe you were two years ago where they have a very good idea and they would like to try to make that idea a reality so at the start then you sounded very um, motivated to get this idea to reality so you uh, you joined a boot camp uh, accelerator program you applied for uh, awards and uh, got those awards just t take us through a little bit of that journey because i think that would be so helpful to people listening uh, what do you mean in particular like like why we did it or, or, or well, how, how, how you actually did it so you ended up with this idea you realized that there's a problem in the world and you wanted to be the one to solve it and and so you were, how did you first of all let's talk about how you got into the accelerator that 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 would be interesting Oh, give me one other idea I'd like to share with you um, before, because when we entered Startup Bootcamp, there was like the first week was more or less like a lean, lean approach um, a course where we just got into Eric Ries uh, readings and uh, Business Model Canvas by um, Osterwalder and all those. And there they told us more or less that you always have to ask your customer first what they want. But with our idea, it was more or less like we were like the three of us were sitting in the living room. And for this moment, for this particular mo moment, we figured out there is an, a problem which needs to be solved. So, but we didn't ask anybody else. And then from there on, we tried to think of potential use cases but without ever asking someone if there's really the need for it. So um, after boot camp, or well, um, um, in the meantime, while we were at boot camp, we started to ask actually people. So go out on the streets, which was like not easy because we like, I mean, we computer scientists, we do have a strong tech background, but we, we don't really want to talk to a lot of people and ask them if they need an <laughs> application like this, to be honest. So, I mean, that's why we, we, we now hired a sales guy who's doing his job perfectly fine, but that's not really our uh, main competence, so to say. And from there on, we started to, to ask actual people if they need something like this and, and soon realized uh, what we had in mind, like this instant file sharing, uh, maybe you're abroad, you don't have internet connection and you want to share pictures with your friends and that's all super cool. No one was really interested in. I mean, they said, like, for instance, sharing pictures. They said, oh, yeah, but um, uh, the, the even in the evening when I'm back in my hotel, I can send WhatsApp images to my friends. We said, like, but it's a scaled-down image. You don't want to have this. Oh, that's fair enough to, to view on the screen. I mean, after 30 seconds, it's gone anyways, and no one cares. And that's, like, it's some kind of process. So it's, that's what I could tell others. I mean, try even if you 
don't if you're not really able to but try to ask uh, some questions about your idea and try to figure out if people really need that so okay so what i'm learning from that then is that what in your boot camp you were told that it's important to ask the customers the potential customers the world uh, that is your idea valid what 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 do they want and and you speaking to me i, I totally buy into the the problem But when you went out and started asking people on the street, you know, that they just were not interested. Or if you did get somebody who was interested, that they they didn't get it. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a lesson to us all in that uh, I guess we've got to talk to the right people and at the right time. That, that's always an issue. I mean, we, we try to with several groups. I mean, try to with game developers because like an offline technology, that's awesome to sit in the park or on a train and you could like easily hook up with others and play a game like instant. We tried it with so many different groups and uh, yeah, it was hard to sell to them, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but it, it, you've obviously achieved a lot of organic growth there uh, with a very enviable uh, download number. And do you know roughly how many of those 100,000 downloads are uh, sticking with it, like in coming back to the app? Because uh, how important is the metric for user retention? Mm, that's a good question. So metrics is rather important. We even started to implement our own metrics server because we were not happy with all the metrics existing out there. And um, um, yesterday we just checked the numbers and it was like, according to the Shouter app, it was opened 180,000 times the last couple of months. So there is a lot of retention. Then we do have some power users um, all over the world who are using this as their regular tool, like every day to get stuff from their smartwatch or tablet to their device or computer and vice versa. So, but... Um, As of today, we haven't yet figured out who is the main uh, customer group. So, and this is still something we're struggling and um, trying to solve. Um, yeah. So, if you're well, to the apps to tribe listening to this, uh, I think it's very important what we've just learned from you there, which is to go and get power users because power users are the people that uh, are, are big fans of your your app, and they're, I guess they're the ones that will be uh, the uh, secret. Uh, salespeople in the background pushing out the app and and leading the organic growth and and that may be a more important number than the n number of total downloads. Yeah, sure, definitely. I mean, if you got like a strong early adopters and power user base, that's that's super important. I mean, we even try to embed something like, hey, share this information on Facebook, uh, like those uh, typical sh sharing sharing buttons, and just to spread the word. So. Um, yeah, that's super important to build up a user base in the beginning, even though it's just 10 people worldwide who just love your idea. I mean, we had in the beginning, we had a lot of people in the Arabic-speaking country. That's maybe related to um, what I told you about anonymous communication. And there we had like some power users who were only using this technology to chat, so to send text messages, which is really, really cumbersome with our technology because it's like made to send big data and not, not typing a message, sending it, waiting 60 seconds, then you get the other one. But they used it for that purpose. So it was kind of interesting to see and we tried to reach out to them and to, to get in contact. But it turned out they only speak Arabic and you can't get hold of them. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we even tried to, to get uh, someone who could translate a text for us so we could send it to them and then get an answer but it was impossible. So we still, as of today, we don't know 
why they became like superpower users. So maybe someone was spying after them. I don't know. I could just make some assumptions. So yeah, well, I mean, uh, it sounds like you need the app to be banned somewhere and then yeah. get a lot of publicity on the fact that this is so powerful as a sharing tool that it's this country doesn't like it, you know, uh, and. I wanted to talk about um, publicity as well. You mentioned the prize and, you, you know, congratulations on winning the um, Innovation Award. And then you said Thank that you. led to a lot of publicity. Yeah, right. I mean, always after you're having a public speech somewhere and uh, or if you just go to a cafe and tell everybody, like as a founder's meeting whatsoever, then you always see like the, an increase of downloads. And from there on, it's like always two, two days <laughs> or three days, depending on how long the fair or um, the exhibition is. And then it goes back to normal, like those little peaks. And uh, CBIT was the same. And you, you get a lot of media coverage in, the, in, this, in this time. We've been uh, with the idea in a lot of newspapers. And they could directly see who's downloading from, or who, who read it in which newspaper paper and downloading it afterwards. So this definitely helped a lot. So reach out to as many people as possible. But we also figured out if you have a nice idea, some people will approach you without uh, that you've been the active part. So that's why we found one of our first customers in the U.S., actually in Texas. Uh, he just read about this idea and said, like, oh, that's brilliant. I want this. And he contacted us. And another guy. So uh, I don't know if you heard of the Omate True Smart, the, the smartwatch. It was, uh, anyway, it was a Kickstarter uh, pr uh, campaign, one of the most successful, like, two years ago. And we reached out uh, for them and... Uh, he, now the CEO, loves the technology so much that he wants the application on each smartwatch. And we're like, okay, that's, that's perfect. So you, you see, like, sometimes you have like those, um, how do you say, um, it just happens. So oh, what's the name our, of the watch again? I'm blanking called, on the watch, yeah, but I remember the, it. It's the Omade, O-M-A-T-E. Oh, the Omade, that's it. Yeah, there was another one as well, wasn't there? I think that was a very successful Kickstarter campaign for a smartwatch. Pebble, that's it, yes. The Pebble was it, yeah, but the, isn't the Pebble a companion device? I mean, the smartwatch, the Omade, is like you in, in, insert a SIM card and it fully works as a uh, Oh, really? Okay, so, yeah, no, the Pebble was, uh, I guess, a companion with your yeah, yeah, yeah. smartphone and it was cross-platform. And you know they were using a very old uh, uh, language to code code on there. I think we, we had a guest who was trying to write some uh, coding for the Pebble watch and it was... Uh, uh, I think in the C language, which is the one before Objective C. <laughs> so, yeah, ouch. Mm, uh, I had it in my studies, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're a computer science guy, so you'll know that. But uh, now, there's two more things we'd like to. I'll try and squeeze in before we finish the the episode. We've got about five minutes left. Uh, one thing sure. we like to do is we like to try and generate new ideas for the apps to try listening, uh, because we love. Uh, ideas especially app ideas now okay. i can ask you outright if you have any ideas for an app that you're willing to share with us and if you have great if not then we can find uh, i've got another way of fleshing out a potential idea mm, i could tell you what we are working on right now i mean in our secret lab if this is <laughs> for, the, for the people you're just out teasing there. us that's great we would love to know what's sure. in i mean we are always looking for for developers who could help us because right now we like super busy with the shouter box but um we have an idea or an app um in the making it's called the link app um so it links people together it's not about dating but somehow related to it but we figured out whenever you are at an exhibition or you meet someone you have to carry your business cards and then you give it to someone but the other person doesn't have a business card that's why we thought why not making this whole process a bit easier 
and just taking the phones. So we are currently developing an app where you just enter your LinkedIn uh, profile data, you turn on Bluetooth, and it scans for other people with LinkedIn profiles within uh, proximity. So, which is like <clears throat> 10 meters or whatsoever. So, if you're close to a person, uh, let's say I would meet uh, you and you have the app and I do have the app and then we see each other LinkedIn profiles and we can easily just say like, okay, connect and become, uh, become friends. And this can be easily transferred to Facebook, Twitter, you name it, like all social media networks. Yeah, and that's a genius idea. Uh, thank you. That's what we're currently uh, working on but, and still lacking some developers who could just dedicate it to work on this because uh, what I mentioned earlier, like we have a shitload work with the Shouterbox uh, currently. and Yeah, but that's uh, hopefully till the end of the year we're going to have this um, software ready and we're confident that people will love it. There you go. So to the apps tribe listening right now, uh, go and... Uh have it. If you're excited about that idea, I suggest that you reach out. And we'll give out the, um, the contact details at the end, uh, people, how people can reach out to you, Basti. So, uh, and the final one is that, you know, you're a smartphone user. We'd love to know uh, if you have one or two apps that you use for your business or personal life that you think we may not have come across before. Oh, if you give me one second, I would just reach out for my phone and check. Give me one second. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So, in my most recent apps, well, there's my email client, which is kind of obvious. Then there's Trello. I don't know if you heard of Trello, but probably it's, it's perfect for organizing um, your company and tasks you have to do. It's a coincidence so. that we, we it's, not, it's not mentioned a lot, but it was actually mentioned uh, in two episodes ago. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a good one, Trello. And do you have any others? Um, another one. So, one second... Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm hoping the Shouter app is their homepage. It's it's uh, yeah completely covered. Like the eight by eight tiles, it's completely Shouter icons. Yeah, so <laughs> <I can. laughs> and I'm using it daily. I mean, the the ins- the thing with Shouter is. Um, you always need a second person to get an instant gratification. I mean, if you only have it by yourself, like a game, a game works perfectly. You open it and you play whether it's a computer. But if you have Shouter, you always need to have a second person, at least a second person. So, yeah, just saying. Um, then there is Poo. That's a good question. Well, there's my LinkedIn app, which I love um, to, to keep in touch with uh, people or to just add them. Well, I get one which is related to Berlin, which I really love. It just gives you um, all the directions and like you just press the home button and it always tells you how to get uh, back home with the public transport. It's called the Uffy app. So just to... Sorry, which, what's that called? It's called Uffy app. It's, a, it's pretty hard because it's an umlaut in there. So okay. it's an O with an umlaut yes. and double F and I. Right. Uffy, like um, it's okay. the German word, the short form of public transport system. Yeah, that's wonderful. So if you go into Berlin, then... Um, you, know, you should definitely get this application. It just uh, makes your life way easier to, <laughs> to get from A to B. Well, I got some, some music applications, but it's not really related to my business, um, uh, daily business. And I got ChatSecure, which I really love to use instead of WhatsApp. ChatSecure. So. Chat it's called Chat Secure. You know, I've not come across that. So um, oh, yeah, you should, should try it out. I mean, I guess it's free. Yeah, it's free, and 
it's the same issue here. I mean, Facebook doesn't get all your data if you communicate uh, via WhatsApp and uh, it's more on a private base and like encrypted um, messaging. So I could uh, uh, advise everybody just get this application, even though not all your friends are there, but uh, try to get them in there. Yes, yes, because the <laughs> encryption is uh, incredibly important. Obviously, with that, that's the theme of this show is uh, privacy and uh, trying to just have private conversations so uh, uh, we've had this um we've had this chat actually in a previous episode um, mm-hmm. which, um is it would your conversations change if you know somebody was actually listening uh, or reading yeah, yeah. your uh, yeah. content then you would actually you probably would write different stuff and be you know less ambitious with your language and stuff so Definitely. yeah it would take more care which is not intended to do yeah i know it's a, it's, it's a major issue and i give you like two two more um, apps which um, are uh, located under the letter a <laughs> it's one is analytics which i use for our kpis just to track um, uh, visitors and to see how many people are using our application at the moment and the other one is called analytics um, that's specifically for the Play Store, and you as a developer can like add or automatically adds all your apps you have there, and you get a daily status of how many people downloaded it. Uh, if you got a new comment, and there you can even interact with the people who commented. That's a really helpful one for developers. Great. Well, that's great that you shared that with the Appster tribe. So if you're uh, interested in uh, seeing the links to those, they'll be in the show notes at theappguy.co and the, just search for episode 153 with uh, Sebastian Winkler. And uh, also there's a report that you can get on there. If you just uh, put in your email address, you can get a report with lots of guests recommendations for apps. So, so that's fantastic. Uh, how can we best reach out to you, Basti? What's the uh, best way of getting in touch with you? Uh, best way well, is obviously being within a few feet of you and uh, then having yeah. the shelter app. But uh, apart from that, <laughs> well, apart from that, if you don't want to use the shelter application or don't have a smartphone and you're next to me, you just can talk to me. Uh, and <laughs> no, uh, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Then just send me an email. That's that's the perfect okay. way of communicating with me. So it's sw at shelterlabs.com, but we'll be in the show notes probably. So yes. Great. Sure. Wonderful. And uh, are you on any of the social media? You mentioned LinkedIn. I can include that. Do you, uh, do you use I'm, Twitter or Facebook? I'm using, uh, well, I'm using Twitter, but it's more like on a personal way where I just uh, more or less store information I found on the internet, uh, just not to like a bookmark manager, I call Twitter. Um, you could find me. It's, uh, I will give it to you later on and uh, you can find it in show notes. And LinkedIn is always good if you got some, uh, if you want to make some business with us. It's a perfect tool to um, communicate, and I'm not on Facebook, so we can't reach out there. So that's okay. Well, you know, the fact is that the FBI are—I think they have offices within Facebook and uh, the sure. NSA. So <laughs> it's not one of my main concerns, but I just uh, don't see. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me to. But anyways, it's another episode we can talk about. Yes, this. yes, we've had a lot of guests on here who have a lot to say about Facebook, and you know, I guess that well, this is for another topic. But uh, the, some of the big monopolies uh, now. You know, are they still um, the, the companies that we should be dealing with? So, but Basti, it's been a wonderful episode. You've uh, been thoroughly uh, entertaining and also inspiring as well. So, uh, I'm sure that uh, you've given us lots of ideas to think about. Thank you so much for joining us on the App Guy podcast. Thank you for having me at the show. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you, and hopefully, I give some I gave some nice insights about Shadow Labs. And uh, you listeners, please reach out to me and uh, whatever you have in mind. Just uh, drop me a line. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast. 